Hello and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. I'm your host Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show as ever. Thank you for taking the time to listen. The bomb through trebles came back and we got a winner. Back with a bang, baby. Woo! Yeah, it was it was so comfortable as well. Not a single team conceded, which was just a dream, really. What what a romantic return for the bomb-proof troubles. Yeah, so anyone who didn't listen uh, last weekend, we brought back the bomb-proof trebles after we left them out for a few weeks. Uh, on the return, Tom managed to land his, so fantastic. Who did you have? We're going to recap the full bomb-proof trebles, but... Yeah, not a single goal conceded from Swansea, Norwich or Sunderland. A beautifully comfortable comfortable treble. Three home teams, seven to one. Oh, what more can you ask for? Yeah, love it. And in addition to that as well, we had a massive 84% strike rate from all our tips on the show last weekend. Uh, Seven out of eight correct tips in the Premier League. Five out of five in the champ, two out of two in League One, and then two out of four, just letting us down a little bit in League Two. So thanks to Sam Booker, as ever, for those stats. Very successful week on the podcast. Yeah, cheers, Bookeroo. A classic League Two. Classic League Two. The most unpredictable <laughs> league uh, this season by a mile. So, yeah, no yeah. surprises there, but what a week. Can't wait for this week's show. Absolutely. So let's get right on with it. We're going to go through the Premier League Championship, League One, League Two, like normal. Then we'll recap in full last week's bomb-proof trebles, give you this week's bomb-proof trebles. Hopefully we can make it two in a row uh, in terms of winners. And then we'll look at fantasy football if we have to at the end. I've had a bloody shocker on fantasy this week. I'm not looking forward to that section. No, so have I. Um, Before we get (laughs) started, I think we will join the football world in... Uh, acknowledging the tragic events at Leicester. Thoughts and mm. prayers with uh, everyone connected, obviously. Uh, you know, the owners have done such a lot for the club and the city in general as a whole. You know, Leicester City Football Club is really ingrained in the community here in Leicester. And that's largely down to what the owners have done since they brought the club. So, yeah, very, very sad times. Um, so we'll go on to the Premier League. We'll start with the... Saturday, 12.30 kickoff then, shall we? It's Bournemouth, Man United. Which way do you see this one going? It's a tough game, this one on paper to call. It's really, really difficult. Bournemouth were very impressive against a wide open Fulham, as we predicted, um, away from home. That was one of the tips that we managed to get right, uh, obviously, in the Premier League. I honestly do not know which way to go on this one. Uh, Bournemouth haven't lost a home game. Uh, they haven't lost in any of their last nine home games, actually. To be honest, I would go for draw. I'm thinking maybe 1-1. One, one. Um, for me, it's one to avoid, 13-5. to five. Uh, I'd go for draw. What, what about you? Do you have anything that you would recommend? Um, I'd probably go down the line of both teams to score here. Bournemouth, as we say most weeks on the podcast, not goal shy whatsoever. Manchester United have only kept one clean sheet in the league this season, which for them uh, was someone like David De Gea in goal. I know it's not just about the goalie, it's who's in front of him, but still, for a club like Man United, and when you consider Mourinho is typically a more defensive manager than he is offensive, um, to keep only one clean sheet in the league is 
really, really poor. I can't see them keeping one against Bournemouth, especially away from home. So I'd go both teams to score on this one. The price for that is four to seven. So the bookies kind of agree with us there. Yeah, they do. United are obviously the concern there, to be honest. I don't have a too much of a doubt that Bournemouth will, will get their goal. It's actually United. I'm a bit concerned about <laughs> getting their goal. But, you know, Bournemouth have they've always been open at the back, haven't they? And um, Begovic has had a good career, but I think he's on the decline. So I think they should they yeah. should manage to find the back of the net. What else do you like to look of then in the three o'clocks on Saturday? We've got four three o'clocks, not actually that many. No, not that many at all. Um, you've got to tip Watford, haven't you? I, I think I, I'm just looking yeah. you know, at a team that hasn't won a game this season. They haven't won in the last 15. They haven't won any of their last five games against Watford, home or away. I, I'm struggling to think of a reason why we wouldn't tip Watford because they beat Wolves, who are definitely better than Newcastle, 2 0 away. They did that with Ardini, and uh, I don't think uh, Pereira played that game. Uh, they beat Huddersfield 3 0 at home. It, there were some absolutely belting goals from Watford. Mm. They played some sublime stuff, and they're coming to a Newcastle team. They haven't won a game, Tom. They scored six goals. Um, in the 10 games. They've got three draws, seven defeats, conceded 14. Uh, somehow, they're not bottom of the league. They're uh, in 19th right now. And I- I'm struggling to see why we wouldn't tip Watford at 7-4. to four. Newcastle have given me no reason to want to tip them or go for them in any kind of manner. Not even on a double chance, I don't fancy Newcastle here. Uh, Watford at seven to four seems like a very generous price. I can't see anything other than a Watford victory here. No, and do you know what? If this was, if this team, this Newcastle team, played for Burnley, Brighton, Cardiff, Huddersfield, not fifty thousand seat stadium, Newcastle or Rafa Benitez, it would be absolute curtains. But. It, because it's Newcastle, you think they're going to turn it around. They have Rafa. Newcastle, 31 to 20, which is a shocking price. Um, it's awful. But yeah, 7 to 4, Watford for me. No, no reason why not. I can't see it. If Newcastle was scoring goals, at least, then you could kind of find reasons to say, oh, yeah, they might win here. This could be the game where they turn it around. But they're just not scoring goals. Only Huddersfield, with four, have scored less than Newcastle with their six. So you can't back a team in any way, shape or form that aren't scoring goals. Cannot do it. They scored a third of their goals in that game against United. Yeah. They scored a third of them there, the two. Yeah. Uh, top scorer is Hosselu with two in nine. I, just, I can't keep reading this stuff out. It's, it's not good enough. Let's move on. <laughs> Okay, uh, next up for me in the Premier League, uh, I'm going to look at the 5.30 kickoff on Saturday. That's Arsenal against Liverpool. Probably the game of the day, you'd say here. Uh, Arsenal priced at 5-2, to two, the draw 13-5, to five, and Liverpool, the away side, priced pretty short at evens. Um, Liverpool are pretty short, but I do think they'll win here. 
Um, I'd even go one further and say they'll probably win and both teams will score. That's priced at 9-4. to four. This is a game which classically brings lots of goals. In three of the last four fixtures between the sides at the Emirates, it's been 3-3, 4-3, 4-1. So lots of goals in these games recently between the sides. I just think Arsenal's weak defence will, will be their undoing here because as good as their winning run has been, they've not really played any teams who can punish them as much as Liverpool can. Like Zaha caused problems last weekend when Arsenal played Palace and you're multiplying that by 10 when you consider the speed of attack and interplay between like Amane, Salah, Firmino. So for me, Arsenal, I think, will score. But the vulnerability at the back will see them concede two or three in this game, I think. I think what you'll get, you'll definitely get both teams to score. And I think Arsenal will find out how important it is to address your defence. So Liverpool, years gone by, last couple of years under Klopp, you know, have, have been poor defensively. I've had bad goalkeepers, yeah. Mignolet, Carrius. Uh, they've tried uh, different defenders. Not a lot's worked. So they've gone out. They've got Van Dijk. They've gone out and got Allison. 120 million for the pair. And I think Arsenal will realise um, that that makes you a better team. I think they'll yeah. they'll match Liverpool going forward. Aubameyang, Lacazette, Özil are on absolute fire. Fire. Aubameyang. Seven in ten. Um, obviously registered a uh, an assist in that time as well. Lacazette, he's managed to bag four in ten with two assists. Urzil's got three in eight with one assist. So they know where the back of the net is, but I think they're going to realise that you have to be good at the back as well. And uh, yeah. yeah, for me, I've got wrote down here Liverpool to win and over two point five goals. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Tom. Should be, by the way, should be an absolute cracker. Yeah, it promises to be on paper, doesn't it? But yeah, spot on. Spot on for me when you say Arsenal have got to look at what Liverpool are doing now and see that as the, uh, the next step to aspire to, really, in progressing their team and moving forward. Because having this weird outscore you mentality can only take you so far. It may take them into the Champions League. But if they want to go that next level and start challenging for the title, yeah, they need to strengthen at the back and shore things up a little bit. Yeah, so I think they're gonna get. I think they're gonna. It's gonna be close. I definitely don't think Arsenal, are gonna, you know, are gonna get destroyed by no stretch of the imagination. But um, yeah, for sure, there's gonna be goals, and I agree with you. Um, so there's Saturday night football as well. So. Uh, Full day of football available on Saturday. We're staying on the topic of North London and it's Wolves at home and they've got Tottenham Hotspur. I personally have this one down as under 2.5 goals and you know you might be actually surprised. Uh, Wolves started off um, scoring quite a few goals, being really exciting and Tottenham have an exciting attack-minded team. But when you look at uh, the last few results for both teams uh, so Tottenham lost 1-0 obviously uh, to Man City on Monday under 2.5 beat West Ham 1-0 under 2.5 Cardiff at home 
1-0, under 2.5. Huddersfield away, 2-0, under 2.5. Then you look at Wolves. Wolves lost away at Brighton, 1-0, under 2.5. They lost at home to Watford, 2-0, under 2.5. They lost away at Palace. Uh, Sorry, they beat Palace 1-0 away, under 2.5. They beat (laughs) Southampton at home, 2-0, under 2.5. And they drew away at United, 1-1, under 2.5. So, for me, it only points in one direction. Uh, Jimenez is the top scorer for Wolves. He has two. Uh, He does have quite a few assists, by the way, to to his credit. He's got three assists. And Harry Kane has managed 5 in 10, which is quite low for his standards. So, for me, the recent form only points to one thing. It's 10 to 11. So, I think it's a good price. I don't think Spurs are in the kind of form where they're going to blow anyone away. And Wolves seem to be missing that that extra bit of quality in the final third. Mm, yeah, that's a good little bit of research there I didn't realize both these teams you know had so many under 2.5s between them what's the price for over 2.5 because it would just be typical 10 to 11 same price oh same (laughs) wow it's a real toss-up with the bookies then but yeah stats wise definitely looks like it it will be under 2.5 let's move on to Sunday and Monday Sunday we've got Man City Southampton no point spending any time on this, is there, Tom? Do you have anything to tip other than City at 1-10? to 10? <laughs> Yeah, I'd just like to throw in there Manchester City or draw on the double chance at 1-66. to 66. I think that should definitely come in. But uh, <laughs> other than that, <laughs> other than that, I'm happy to uh, look at something else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Less said about that game, the better. Um, let's talk about another title contender, Chelsea. Palace at home on Sunday. Thoughts on uh, Chelsea so far? Ross Barkley doing really well. No hazard, no problem, it seems. Very, very impressive. Still one of three unbeaten teams in the league. Two points off City and Liverpool at the top. You know, Burnley aren't in the best form at the moment. But to go away and win 4-0 at Turf Moor, you know, it's still no easy feat. It's good to see Loftus-Cheek getting on the score sheet again. Barkley, a goal and two assists. Yeah, it's all clicking into place very nicely for Chelsea at the moment. And like you say, no hazard last weekend. and They still dominated, uh, still didn't miss a step. So I can see nothing else here than a, a comfortable win. Uh, one to four, not a very good price. I think you can get minus one, the handicap here which is priced at 13 to 20, so a little bit better, but uh, still not great for a handicap price. I think that minus one will come in. Uh, Chelsea on the nose will definitely come in. Chelsea victory here. Yeah, Chelsea for me. I think, you know, as much as people are recognising Chelsea, it does seem that most people expect it to be Liverpool or Man City, myself included, by the way. Um, but I think that's that's suiting Chelsea. No problem. They just keep going out, keep getting yep. the wins. And uh, yeah, Absolutely. let all the pressure be on the other two, for sure. Absolutely. But what would concern me slightly about Chelsea is probably strength in depth. I don't think they've got the squad that like a Manchester City have got. Um, you know, you 
with Chelsea, it tends to be you kind of know they're starting eleven pretty much, or you know nine out of the, nine or ten out of the eleven week in week out. If they get a few injuries to key players, then you know things could unravel a little bit. But um, yeah, definitely going very very well at the moment. Uh, so let's move on to Monday night. It doesn't seem to be the best game on paper, but I actually have a team that I fancy for this game. It's Huddersfield and Fulham at the John Smith Stadium. I don't think I've ever tipped a team that hasn't won a single game in <laughs> this season in 10 games and have only scored four uh, and haven't actually scored a home goal yet. I don't think I've ever done this before. But for me, this is all about attitude and application. So Huddersfield, yes, they've been absolutely dreadful so far. But for me, Fulham's defending at the moment is that bad. I think they're going to be in real trouble. This is going to come down to who wants it the most. I think Fulham, I don't see fighters in their team. I see a lot of technically beautiful players on the training ground, but I don't see a lot of Jonathan Hoggs. In, in that team and for me this is where uh, Huddersfield season starts I think they're going to sneak uh, 1-2-0 one, maybe a 2-1 victory uh, but for me I'm, I'm actually going to go for the Terriers purely on attitude and application they're 6-5 to five, if you agree with me I actually don't know which way this is going to go to be honest but what I do agree with is that Fulham they were shambolic last week, yet again, um, extremely naive in some of their play. The commentator, when I was watching the game, said Premier League men against Premier League boys when he was summing up Bournemouth and Fulham. I think it was spot on, absolutely spot on. Sunday league defending at times. And yeah. ill-discipline as well, which is which is a really bad sign, only 10 games in. Yeah, they, they could easily have let, been left with nine men. Kamara, he was very, very lucky not to be sent off himself uh, for doing something stupid like kicking the... He was on a yellow. He got frustrated, chucked his toys out the pound, kicked the ball away. Luckily, the referee was lenient, didn't, didn't give him a second yellow, but could easily have seen Fulham down to, to nine men. I can see why he tipped in Huddersfield, absolutely. I'd actually go for over 2.5, and that's priced at 10 to 11. Eight of Fulham's 10 league games so far have been over 2.5 goals. They are so open at the back. Um, I do think Huddersfield will get one or two. And Fulham, because they've got plenty of attacking quality on the pitch, they're always likely to get chances and um, likely to get a goal against a weaker defensive team like Huddersfield. So for me, 10 to 11 is actually a very good price for over 2.5. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, Fulham, you can't deny that they have some sparkling players going forward. Uh, Schürrle's been really good this season. Mitrovic has gone off the boil a, a bit, but Schürrle's remained consistent. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think this is the last type of game that Fulham want to play. Like they they mm. want to play, they want to play a nice kind of passing team at home. Well, I mean, ironically, they just got battered by a pa- a nice passing team at home. Former for as soft, soft as it gets, really. But um, I just don't think that mentally they'll be prepared for this game and uh, Huddersfield for me. Like, do you get the impression as well that they've spent too much money? You know, brought in too many players? 
I just think Bettinelli, for example, Bettinelli was um, was in the England fault, right? So he's no mug. Yeah. He's not. <laughs> do you know what I mean? He's 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 not a hopeless goalkeeper. He did really well in the Championship last year. He lost his place before to Stockdale a few years back. He wrestled that back. Then he's been outstanding, gets promoted, and then uh, Djokanovic signs two goalkeepers, one permanent, one on loan. He's played all three. It's just a deadline day. It was just, it's like a football manager, right? So you're on deadline day, you've got a bit of cash, you press F5, you come up, yeah. oh, he's available, he looks all right, we'll, we'll bring him in. That An hour passes, oh, he's available as well. <sighs> don't really need him but we may as well and it just seems like it's so blind like it just seems yeah. like there was no structure at all it was like it was a a kid just buying whoever he wanted on football manager and yeah like i'm not saying they spent too much money is that really a thing man city has spent too much money it's not worked out badly for them but i just think the recruitment was was kind of you know whoever's available kind of thing yeah there's not been like you're saying, the thought into who they actually buy with that money, the thought hasn't been there. I think he's fielded nine different back fours in the first 10 games, something ridiculous like that. You, you know, you can't get any kind of consistency and build any kind of partnerships when you're constantly rotating and chopping and changing like that. But um, yeah, we'll see how this one pans out. Huddersfield for you and uh, over 2.5 is the way that I'd go. But I think it'll actually be quite an entertaining game. Yeah, a lot's on the line, isn't it? So it'll be very yeah. interesting. Let's look at the championship then. Anything that takes your eye straight away from the champ? Uh, I found it quite tough, actually. I don't know about yourself. Uh, I had a little look into a couple of teams I fancied. Um, there wasn't a ton available to me that I really liked. I'm going to start off, though, with West Brom. Uh, so you got West Brom in fifth. They have stuttered just a little bit, um, but they're, they're still, you know, there or thereabouts, and that's that's all you need to do at this stage. Um, Hull, Hull, however, are there or thereabouts at the bottom. So they're 23rd right now. This is for a team that was in the Premier League a couple of seasons back. Um, for their, their run of form at the moment is very, very patchy. So they've lost away at Bristol City, drew to Preston, lost to Sheffield United, lost to Leeds. So they, they have played some good sides, granted. Um, but for me, I just think they're going to run into a bit of an issue here. Uh, you got a West Brom team that has uh, lost and drew against Derby and Blackburn, respectively, last couple of games. They need a win. Um, definitely. <laughs> I, I just can't ignore a team that scored 33 goals in 15 games. Um, you know, going away to second bottom. I just can't ignore it. Yeah. West Brom are priced at 23 to 20. They do love to concede, so it wouldn't surprise me if this was over 2.5. But, yeah, for me, boing, boing, baggies. Um, yeah, funny you should say about the over 2.5. One of the things that I'd actually got written down for this game is under 2.5, about 20 to 23. Um, mainly based on how Hull seem to suck the life 
out of absolutely everything that they play at the moment. So the last six games in a row have been under 2.5. Five of Hull's seven home games this season have been under 2.5. And you did mention that West Brom's previously red-hot attack has been misfiring just a little bit. Um, just two goals as a team in the last three games. So Hull have had a lot of narrow 1-0, 2-0 losses at home uh, this season to big teams. I'm feeling actually that this could be another one. I don't. I'm actually not looking at like a a three nil, four nil, anything like that. I'm maybe looking at a, a one or two nil to West Brom here. Good bit of research in that. I disagree. I disagree. Uh, do you know why? I, I I believe in Darren Moore, and I believe in his uh, motivation skills. He he in his short managerial career he seems to have some really good motivation skills and you know they've they've dropped off recently and I think this is a great game for uh, West Brom to go away and kind of put someone in their place. So uh, moving on from that one then. Boing, 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 boing. What's that Tom? I don't I think we just covered boing, boing baggies haven't we? No, that is the new manager bounce. Oh, here we go. Okay, <laughs> okay I, I know where this is going. Introduce <laughs> your new manager bounce uh, tip. Jesus Christ. Okay. Sorry, profit chasers. I, I have to okay. apologise. Shocking banter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boring. Um, yeah, so... My next tip, I'm going out on a limb a little bit here. Uh, we're going to look at Ipswich. They're at home to Preston. They're priced really nicely, actually. It's 21 to 10, uh, over 2 to 1 for Ipswich to get the win. So Paul Lambert has been confirmed as the new manager of Ipswich, replacing his sack namesake, Paul Hurst. I'm counting on the new manager bounce here. Ipswich have been terrible, absolutely terrible. However, they do face pretty good side to be playing here in Preston. Despite them picking up a little bit of form recently, Preston are still sitting in 20th in the league. So this is a big opportunity for Ipswich to claw back some points on a team sitting just a few spots above them in the league. Preston's away form is what's really standing out for me here and making me want to pick Ipswich for this tip. They've played seven away games this season, haven't won a single one, drew three, lost four, failed to score in four. So they're, they're travelling very, very poorly. So I think, you know, with the excitement and uh, the promise of new beginnings that a new manager brings, I think Paul Lambert could uh, get off to a good start here for it, which at a good price. Short term, yeah, you're spot on. Yeah, completely. New manager bounce, Preston, all of your points. Very valid. But what an underwhelming appointment. Oh, Honestly. so boring. Jeez, man. Get some imagination. My God. Like, if you're going from Mick McCarthy, right, the Paul Hurst thing was a, I liked it. That was a good experiment. Like, you know, he did well at Shrewsbury. He deserved a chance. It didn't work out. Whatever. Now, now you need to inspire the fans. And I'm really sorry, Paul Lambert's not the one. 
But I nope. agree. I think he'll probably win on Saturday. He'll get him nice and organised. They'll nick a awful one nil. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you there. Let's stay in East Anglia. Well, let's stay on the topic of East Anglia. Um, they are actually away in Norwich City on Saturday. They're away at Sheffield Wendy. Uh, it's a three o'clock kickoff. I am looking at the Canaries seven to five. Very hard to resist. Um, Sheffield Wednesday haven't actually won in their last five games at Hillsborough. Um, they do have a good record against them, though. Um, but I'm kind of turning a blind eye to that. I'm thinking that <laughs> records, let bygones be bygones. It doesn't matter that the last two meetings between these sides at Hillsborough, it's been 5-1 Sheffield Wednesday both times. That Jeez. does not matter, profit chasers. We're looking at a team that has picked up some great victories recently. Um, since losing at home to Stoke inexplicably um, on the 6th of October, they Norwich went away to a sold-out city ground. Uh, they played Forest. They went behind. They won 2-1. They then went behind again at home to Villa. They won 2-1. They beat Brentford 1-0. And they narrowly got beaten by Bournemouth in the Carabao Cup 2-1 away from home. Despite the record books, a scream, it's a Halloween nightmare. It's screaming, do not touch Norwich. But I live in 2018 and I think Norwich will win at 7-5. <laughs> well, their record against Sheffield Wednesday is terrible over the last couple of seasons. Shocking. Absolutely. Wow embarrassing Wednesday yeah. have not lost to Norwich in the last eight encounters but it, mate these things have got to break these things have got to break okay. and for, for me listen Norwich have played way better teams than Sheffield Wednesday and beaten I'm not backing yeah. a team that's just lost back-to-back games to Birmingham and QPR and conceded six goals because that's what Wednesday have done <laughs> so no. No. yeah for me Norwich all the way yeah, quite right, quite right. I can see Norwich getting another victory here. Pretty decent odds, to be fair, as well. I'd like to look at the Sunday game next, which is Wigan at home to Leeds, live on Sky. Wigan are at home, priced at 5-2. to two. The draw, 12-5. to five, Leeds, 21-20. to 20. What I'm looking at here is Wigan on the double chance. It's priced at 7-10, to 10, so Wigan to either win or draw. I say that because we we alluded to this last week on the podcast when we actually tipped Wigan to lose. They've got this kind of like night and day form between how they play at home and how they play away. At home, fantastic. Away, dreadful. This weekend they're at home. They've played seven, won five, drew two. They haven't conceded a goal in four of the last five home games. So seven to ten when you consider how good their home record has been, is a really good price for a chance bet. I don't want to talk about Leeds, mate. Honestly, I'm still absolutely raging at the way they um, drew level against Forest on my oh. on, on Saturday afternoon. I am still so bitter and raging. It's un- unbelievable. So I hope they get absolutely well, battered on Saturday. <laughs> on sun- yeah, Sorry, well, on I- Sunday. I just about got over it because I've just watched the absolute shambolic Burton match and that 
peed me off. But now you've just, uh, you know, you've <laughs> brought it all back again. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Little... <laughs> Little bit of tonic there. Um, Wigan, they're just bizarre, aren't they? They've got one of the best home records in the Football League, including the Premier League, for their respective division, spanning back to last year as well. It, it's it's crazy. It's insane. But yeah, whatever is happening, so we've got to live with it. And uh, Leeds are overrated. Okay, pretty much done in the Championship, Tom, or do you have anything else for the Profit Chasers? Uh, no, let's move on to League One. Okay, so I'm going to start us off at Oakwell. So I really love Chris Powell, but I predicted that his South End team would lose on Saturday, and they duly delivered with a three-nil defeat. They're away at they're away from home again, um, and another tough away game. They've got Barnsley. Barnsley haven't lost in any of their last eight home games. Kiefer Moore has been in great form for Barnsley. He's got seven in 14. And for me, I think you're looking at a home victory. Uh, as mentioned, Barnsley unbeaten at home this year. Only conceded five um, in the process. And Southend traditionally... Uh, sorry. And Southend, they're, they're a little goal shy, especially away from home. And I think they're going to be in big trouble here. Barnsley, 7-10. to 10. So, you know, not... I think it's a little short, but I think it will come good. Yeah, it's, it's not too bad, to be fair, 7-10. to 10. What, they yeah. were... It's all right. Playing at home the other, yeah. They, they were playing at home the other week, and they were, they were about 1-2, to two, maybe even worse than 1-2, to two, I remember. So, yeah, 7-10 to 10 is definitely an improvement on that. So uh, Bookies, bookies yeah. like them, don't they? Yeah. Moving on from those then, I am going to tip a both teams to score bet. Price isn't the greatest. Um, it's 9-20. to 20. It's between Wickham and Peterborough. So you've got a team in Wickham who have won their last three home games. They scored um, eight in those last three. So on very, very good form at home. Peterborough, very, very good away from home. Unbeaten away all season. So I think... When you get two teams, one very good at home, one very good away, I think they're going to get goals. Um, don't know which way the result's going to go, but I definitely think there'll be goals. 9-20 to 20 is the tip for both teams to score here. Yeah, both teams to score with Peterborough has just been, <laughs> just been the classic bet for years yeah. now. Absolutely years. And yeah, Wickham yeah. with... Cohen Hall and Akin Fenwa, we we know all about them. They're, they're not goal shy. Yeah, that will be a really good game. If you're uh, around Wickham, definitely head down to that one. Probably going to be 3 3 4 4, something like that. Every week at the moment, you're advertising whoever's in the local area get down to the Peterborough game, where, wherever they are, wherever they're playing. <laughs> if you're in the Wickham get area, get, if you're in the Wickham area, and uh, you fancy a bit of entertainment? Get yourself down. <laughs> Wait, I should be a seat. I should be a ticket salesman. All right. Yeah, you should moving on. Every week. Let's talk about a game that's not going to be that interesting, really. But I do have a bet that I like for it, which makes it interesting to me. Um, we've got Blackpool and Bristol Rovers. So we are looking at a Bristol Rovers team, ladies and gentlemen, that haven't won in any of their last seven away games 
Blackpool have only lost the one at home. They lost their kind of big derby for the season away at Fleetwood 3-2 last week. But they previously, they did uh, beat Scunthorpe at home, beat Wimbledon at home. They narrowly lost to West Brom under-21s. Um, and they drew to Rochdale. So their home form has been relatively steady. I'm feeling like a tangerine win is gonna um, is on the horizon. They're 10 to 11. And as I said, Bristol Rovers have been awful away from home. Pretty awful all season, actually, when you think about it. And yeah, for me, Blackpool uh, will win. I think... You know, it's not on the level of the Brist of, of the Barnsley tip, but I, I can't see it going any other way. I don't know about you, Tom. Blackpool to win that game, absolutely. So when you've got a team at home who are rock bottom of the home league table for the season, and they're playing a team who are second in the away league table for the season, you'd think that should add up to an away victory. That's what we've got here in the game where Bradford are playing at home to Portsmouth. Bradford are doing terribly this season. They've lost their last six in a row. They've won one home game all season, just collected four points from their eight home games. Portsmouth, on the other hand, played eight away, won six, drawn two, lost none, 20 points gained from their away games this season. So on the face of it, Portsmouth should absolutely win this game. Three to four is is a good price considering how poor Bradford are at home, how good Portsmouth are away. It's a given, right? Should be. Good price. Very good price. We have this conversation every week. <laughs> every week. And I'm going to have it again. Not everyone can get promoted, right? There's only so many spots for so many teams. That's what makes it interesting. But when you think about Sheffield Wednesday, uh, there's a Nottingham Forest, Derby County. Uh, that that's in the Championship. They're Championship examples, and then it's similar with Bradford. They've they've been so close for so long, and they've always been in the picture. And now I feel like you know the managers moved on a couple of times, and they've had rafts of new players. The fans are probably losing a bit of bit of faith. When it's your time, you got to make it count. Because otherwise, this yeah. this is honestly what can happen to you. And like our club, Tom Forrest, we you know almost got relegated a couple of seasons after making the playoffs back to back. Right? It's it just didn't work yeah. out. And you know, manager left, players left. We got new players in. It didn't work. Fans started to lose faith. Attendances dwindle. It's it's really dangerous. And for me, Bradford are a classic example of not capitalising when they were in great positions. So. I do hope they stay up because they're they are a, a good sized club and they got a good fan base and stuff. But you know, mm. fan base doesn't get you uh, doesn't keep you up, unfortunately. And it's looking right. like it's going to be a long, hard season. Uh, Portsmouth have been there and done that. They've come out the other end, so you know there is hope. But yeah, in terms of Saturday, you're assuming Portsmouth is an absolute given. You'd think so. You'd certainly hope so. A real coupon buster. They failed to win this one. That's for sure. So I'm going to follow that up with a away tip. It's another team that you know I'd be really surprised if they didn't win. Sunderland away at Plymouth. God help the away fans. Holy, that is a journey and a half. 
17-20 to 20 for the Mackhams. Uh, they've been in absolute sparkling form recently. They've really, really taken to the challenge of getting promoted at the first time of asking. They're in third. Uh, Plymouth they just haven't got going still, have they? We're still waiting for Plymouth to really get going. Uh, the last time out, they did beat uh, Scunthorpe 4-1 away. They beat Gillingham 3-1 at home the game before that. So it is coming. But I think Sunderland will have that little bit too much for them. Uh, 17 to 20, so it's it's a decent price uh, when you consider Plymouth are, are where they are. They've obviously turned the corner slightly, but I think this game may be a little step too far for them. Yeah, I think uh, it's good to see Plymouth winning again, but yeah, I think Sunderland is a test too far, like you mentioned. So uh, I expect Sunderland to pick up all three points again. I just want to chuck one more thing out there. I'm not quite sure which way this game is going to go, to be honest, but I just want to chuck it out there because I think it's an interesting price considering the statistics behind it. So Shrewsbury are away at AFC Wimbledon this weekend and the Shrews are priced at 15-8, to 8, so just under 2-1 to 1 to get the victory. AFC Wimbledon are absolutely terrible. They've lost the last six games in a row, scored one goal in that terrible run, and then further than that, they've lost nine out of the last ten games. So they are really, really, really poor. Yet we find Shrewsbury are priced at 15-8 to eight for the victory here. Digging a little bit deeper, Shrewsbury have actually got the worst away record in the league. However, they are winning at home. They beat Barnsley 3-1 in their last home game. So there is ability there. You know, if you don't beat Barnsley if you're not a decent outfit. They're just not putting it together on the road. At 15 to 8, is it worth a punt on Shrewsbury? Even though they're poor away, they're playing a Wimbledon side who are hopeless, home and away. So it's a, it's an interesting price. It's a, it is an interesting price. Um yeah, when you look at it, Wimbledon have been they've been absolutely awful, haven't they? They conceded twenty four goals in sixteen games. Um as you mentioned, Shrewsbury have been they've been pretty poor as well. But you know, if you had to stick your neck on the line, like how can you how can you back um Wimbledon? How? <laughs> you really oh. can't back them. Um sad thing for the Shrews, sorry Shrewsbury fans, this time last year they were top of the league. 37 points. Um, now they're 19th with 15. Sad times mm. for Shrewsbury, but I think they'll get the win on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, it's definitely out of the question. If you do fancy double chance as well, I got the price for that. It's one to two. So Shrewsbury to uh, win or draw. Moving on then. Uh, Traditionally, this season, the hardest league to tip. Tom, get us started in the Halloween haunted house that is League Two. So, to kick us off here, it's it's tough. Again, it's tough. It's very unpredictable. I'll start us off with Colchester at home to Swindon. Colchester are priced at evens. Colchester currently sitting in fifth in the league, just one point away from the automatic promotion spots. They have the best home record in the league. Played eight, won six, 
drawn two, scored 20 goals in that time. So they're averaging about 2.5 goals every home game. They play Swindon, who they're kind of a mixed bag, really. Win one, lose one, draw one, win one, lose one, draw one kind of team. I'm mainly going for this one on Colchester's form, how strong they are at home. Beat Lincoln 1-0 in the last game. Never easy to beat Lincoln, who are very, very good at this level. They shut them out completely um, with that 1-0 victory. So very, very impressive. So Colchester for me, price to evens. Swindon are bizarre, aren't they? Um, yeah, they are. Real, they're a real sticky team. That's how, that's how I describe them, just sticky. Colchester, you know, as an outside team for promotion, I'd say definitely not a favourite, like, let's be honest, but um, certainly considered as, you know, a contender, as a Swindon, but, you know, Colchester sat in fifth. They've scored 30 in 16 in the league, which is always a good sign, right? Um, yeah. Luke Norris spearheads that with seven goals in 14 games. Yeah, I it, they've got goals in them, and that's that's what I would go with 100%. Um, team that's scoring is you know typically the team that wins. It's how football works. <laughs> so, you touched on Lincoln. Leads me nicely into my tip. Uh, I'm actually just going to go with both teams to score here. So we got Lincoln uh, City against Forest Green Rovers. It's it's going to be a really tough game, actually. Lincoln have wobbled slightly the last three games. Um, they lost away at Colchester, as you alluded to. They drew at home to Carlisle, which was a poor result. They drew at home to Cambridge, which was a poor result. Before that, they beat Port Vale 6-2, Scunthorpe in the Football League Trophy uh, 4-2, and Crew 1-0. So just going through a little bit of a sticky patch. Forest Green, however, have turned their sticky patch around, and they're on their way up. Um, they didn't register a win for four games, and then they beat Tranmere at home 3-1. But well, the really impressive thing was last week, they beat Exeter 2-1 away. And they are away day specialists, Forest Green. Only lost one, they've won half their games away. Scored, averaging two goals a game. Um, Lincoln, on the other hand, only lost one at home. Scored 15, averaging just a smidge under two goals a game at home. I think it's going to be a belter. If you're in Lincoln, get yourself, get yourself down. This will be a cracker. Uh, four to five <laughs> for both teams to score. Um, if you fancy the over market, which I recommend also, over 2.5 is 17 to 20. Well, both teams to score for me. Forest Green are definitely going to bag at least one. And uh, Lincoln yeah. is the home side as well. Yeah, I like the look at look at that. As we mentioned as well last week, if anyone remembers, Lincoln, although they're top of the league, uh, getting plenty of wins, they're not really keeping as many clean sheets as you would think. So, yeah, Forest Green to uh, get at least a goal and, and both teams to score to come in. I agree with that one. Um, I've just got one more that I'd like to look at here. It's the return of the new manager bounce. It's Keith Curl and his Northampton boing, boing. side. Boing, boing, boing. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So they're playing crew. Um, they're priced at 19 to 20 to get the victory here. Uh, since Keith, since since Keith Curl, that's a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? Has come in charge of Northampton. They've <laughs> they've won three out of the last four games. Um, so they beat Forest Green two one, handed Forest Green their first defeat of the season. Great result. Then they narrowly lost away to MK Dons one nil. No shame there. Then they absolutely tonked Macclesfield five nil and followed that one up last weekend with a 2-1 victory at home to Oldham. So doing very, very well since Curl's taken over. Knows this league really well through his time at Carlisle. So uh, expected nothing less, really. But um, they face Crew. Crew have got the third worst away record in the league. Just one win from their eight away games so far this season. Um, I think Keith Curl's run's going to continue. Northampton to win at just under evens for me. Yeah, I mean, I've never tipped crew in my life on this podcast, and I don't think I'm ever going <laughs> to. <laughs> they're one of those teams that are completely blacklisted. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, agreed. New manager, but I love Keith Cole. I absolutely love that bloke. Yeah. I, I don't know why. It's just something about him. He's a proper, like, granddad figure. I love it. But It's like, like him yeah. and Chris Powell. Really, really seem like yeah, nice blokes. Yeah, just dead nice. Imagine if they had a game against each other. The the after game beer would just be wonderful. Maybe it wouldn't even probably, be beer. Maybe it'd be orange squash. I don't know. They probably wouldn't even have a game, mate. They'd probably shake on the draw before the games even started. <laughs> Lovely blokes. I mean, Chris Powell's South End team are going to get battered at Blackpool, but <laughs> uh, Keith Curl might get a win. So it's not it's not all bad news. Um, I'm glad you managed to scrape one more from League Two to fill the show because I had nothing else. I was hoping you weren't going to come to me and ask me to fill it. So yeah, for me, I am finito. Okay, no problem. Let's um, recap last week's bombproof trebles then. We'll recap my one to start then. I had Sheffield United. They beat Wigan 4-2. He also had Newport at home to beat Morecambe. Unfortunately, it did finish 1-1. And finally, I gave the kiss of death to Arsenal's winning run. Uh, I had them to beat Palace, but they drew 2-2. Yeah, Sunday curse. Not not a yeah. usual podcast thing, that, to go on to the Sunday. Doubt you'll see it again. Um, I had better luck. I had Swansea. They beat Reading 2-0 at home. He also had Norwich and they recorded a comfortable 1-0 over Brentford. And I had Sunderland who absolutely battered poor Chris Powell 3-0 at home to win me a 7-1 winner. Yes. The resurrection Romantic. What a a romantic storybook return for the Bomproof Trebles. Couldn't have had it any better, could we? Honestly, it was so cinematic. I was watching the results yeah. come in. It was oh god. It was it was so perfect. Out straight out of Hollywood. So thank you, betting gods. We appreciate that. Oh also we nearly landed the combined treble. Let's not forget that. As a as a combination, we chose uh two teams from my treble, which was Sheffield United and Newport, and we chose Norwich from your treble. So just Newport let us down with that shock draw against Morecambe. 
um, for the combined treble as well. So that could have been even better had that one have landed. You you can't you can't be doing anything other than winning against Morecambe. No, <laughs> I don't care if it's at home, away, or on the bloody moon. Like you have you have to beat them. They're a joke. <laughs> So, yeah, let's move on to this week's Bombproof Trebles. For those of you who are listening for the first time, welcome. The Bombproof Treble section is the world-famous part of the show where me and Tom put together all of our research, our knowledge and gut feeling into a treble that we will personally be backing on the weekend. This week, I am going to go for Barnsley. They are 7-10. to 10. They're at home to Southend. I'm going to go for Blackpool. They are 10 to 11. They're at home to Bristol Rovers. And I'm going to go for Lincoln City and Forest Green Rovers, both teams to score, 4 to 5. So it's 4.84 to 1. So £10 on if you wanted to put that put that down. We'll get you 58 back. Happy with that, mate. Yeah, really like that. You know, on paper, that should see you get a back-to-back bomb-proof treble victory. So um, I'd certainly be... Uh... Backing that one up the weekend. Um, what have you got for me, Tom? Take take either way. Dance floor's all yours, young man. So I'm going to go for Portsmouth. They're away at Bradford. They're priced at three to four. Then I'm going to drop to League Two for Northampton. They're at home to Crew, priced at nineteen to twenty. And then I'm going to save this one. Leave everyone on ten to hooks for the five thirty kickoff. I'm going to go for Liverpool away at Arsenal, priced at evens. Uh, that mm. returns as a treble 5.8 to 1. So if you were to put a £10 stake on, that returns £68 back. He's only gone and done it, profit chasers. He's, he's back to the absolute blockbuster game of the whole, of the weekend. Imagine the 5.30 kickoff with your bomb-proof treble resting on it. Woo-hoo! I know. Um, oh, yeah. The others, the others, yeah, goes about saying, right? Uh, especially Portsmouth. Clear. Yes. Clear favourites. Um, that should be a formality. Um, and yeah, you spoke about Cruz, Cruz poor form at the moment. So uh, yeah, you can see that one coming in, Tommy P. Um, so for the joint treble this weekend, we are going to go for Barnsley. Uh, going to take that from my treble. That's seven to ten. We're going to take Portsmouth from my treble, three to four away at Bradford and as we took two from Tom's last week we're going to take another one from mine we're going to go for Lincoln City and Forest Green both teams to score uh, four to five so there the that's the joint bomber treble Tom how much does it return that one returns 5.4 to one. Ooh, tasty best of both worlds yeah I like that very much so Nice strong favourites and a little sprinkle of both teams to score. Mwah! What's not to love? Happy days indeed. Um, let's move on and quickly have a look at fantasy football if we must. Uh, did you have a good week? Absolute Reggie Blinker. Me too. All I see is red arrows, red arrows, red arrows everywhere. I dropped to 30th position. I got relegated from the uh, Football Betting Podcast <laughs> League, Premier League. <laughs> Mainly because I didn't have Salah or Mane. They both did really well. Got a lot of people, a lot of points. We still have Chris Hinder with Chindles, Champs at the top of the league, followed by Andy Duna, 
Jack Flaherty is down into third. Uh, Tom Arnold up into fourth. Daniel O'Reilly down to fifth. So the same old people in the top five just swapped a few positions there between them. But it's very, very close at the top. Still just seven points separate first and second. As for you, Tom? I had a bloody, a bloody nightmare. Yeah, so after all your crowing about being on the first page now of the league, <laughs> you've now dropped well down into the second page. You're in 67th. Really, really Jeez. poor week. Really poor week. Uh, 93 teams in the league, propped up by Mind the Gap Pompey. Uh, John Maidman, he will need to mind the gap himself if he carries on this poor <laughs> football performance because uh, he's in danger of becoming a cut adrift at the bottom. If you do want yeah. to join, there's a £20 free bet on offer for the for the winner come the end of the season. We'll put the code to join the league on social media and in the podcast show notes. So please do come and join the fun. You'll slot in wherever you deserve to be uh, within the league. Yes, absolutely. Uh, don't worry, John. I'll, I'll be down there with you soon. Okay, <laughs> uh, so if you have enjoyed the show, guys, and, and you want to extend your podcast experience with us, you can do so on numerous social media platforms. The best way to get to us is on Twitter, T underscore FB podcast is our handle. Uh, we're also on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And we're also on email. So if you want to get at us on email, you can do. Uh, football betting podcast at gmail.com. Tom, you want to tell the profit chasers about how they can make us very happy people indeed? Yes, if you want to make us happy, if you've enjoyed the show, then please do go to iTunes and leave us a rating, or if you're extra nice, a review as well. It will mean the world to us and just be a bit of a thank you for uh, for putting out this show. Yeah, absolutely. It would mean a lot to us. Uh, we can then, you know, give you better content as a result of your better ratings. Um, you know, we got a bigger reputation and everyone wins really. So yeah, please do so uh, for us. That'd be really appreciated. Absolutely. Uh, that wraps it up then, does it? For another week, we hopefully will land a consecutive bomb proof treble. Hopefully can go again at these kind of like mid 80 strike rates for our tips. Looking to keep that one up. So, um, I'm full of positivity ahead of the weekend. Oh, love positivity. Same here. Absolutely brimming with it. Thank you for listening, guys. Yes. Cheers, guys. See you next week. (laughs) 